This is the Michael K. Show podcast. Listen live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. All right, it's time to talk to Robert Sala. The Robert Sala Report is brought to you by Nissan and DraftKings Sportsbook. And the head coach of the New York Jets joins us now on the show. Coach, it's Michael, Don, and Peter. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Doing okay. After a loss like yesterday, Coach, how do you look at a positive side? Is there a positive side? Um, you know, it's. Uh, I always say whether you lose by one or 50, it doesn't matter. You, you lost. And uh, vice versa for winning. It's The important thing is that you come to the building the next morning and you find ways to, to improve uh, based off the tape that you see and the tape that, that we put out, uh, coaches, players, everybody. So um, it's a tough pill to sw- uh, swallow, obviously, when, when, when you get punched in the mouth the way we did yesterday. But, uh, but the, the urgency at which we try to get better doesn't change. Do you believe it was a coaching problem yesterday? No. Nah, you know, it's uh, there's I think it's an – you know, when you when you get punched that way, I mean, it's every, everybody's got to look in the mirror uh, from top down. So it's uh, you know, it's it's something that uh, we'll continue to get better at, and something obviously we've got to fix. Now, th- this is not an easy question to ask, but all all the stories, all the uh, prognosticators and the experts in the papers, and and everybody's blaming Lafleur, saying that he's in over his head, a rookie offensive coordinator, he's being out coached. You're the boss. Do you see that with your offensive coordinator? No, you know, I uh, yesterday I thought they came in. Uh, I, I thought our offense did a really nice job with the game plan, and uh, you know, the with uh, first series uh, uh, aside from the first series, you know, that second series we had a nice twelve play drive, we resulted in a missed field goal. The third series resulted in a touchdown. The fifth series coming out of the uh, the fourth series, uh, we're in field goal range. We we, we we lose it on downs. Uh, first series coming out of the locker room, touchdown. So the ball was being moved in that uh, within the first six series, and then even that seventh series, we're in field goal range and uh, uh, getting ready to go score again. And you know the Mike overthrows uh, uh, Griffin for for his first interception. So the ball was moving. We had a chance to generate points. We just weren't scoring, obviously. But uh, um, it you know just shows that. Uh, you know, it, 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 you know, the the offense is capable of moving, and it's just a matter of finishing. The defense played so well early, Coach, not so much lately, especially yesterday. What, what do you think has been wrong with the defense? Uh, yesterday was tough. Um, not in a million years that I think that would happen, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of things that we got to look at and uh, making sure that we're asking our guys to do things that they're that uh, allow them to unlock all their athleticism. And so, obviously, it's always going to start – uh, you know, I always challenge people in, in moments of adversity to, to look in the mirror and self-reflect. And so obviously with coaching, we're going to uh, uh, go back to the drawing board and make sure that we're asking our players to do things that help them unlock all their athleticism. Uh, you know, um, uh, and, and, and that's really really the gist of it. But uh, not in a million years that I think yesterday would happen, to be honest with you. Is it hard to believe for you that, you know, six games now, your your defense does not have one interception, the only team in the NFL without an interception? Yeah. Um, uh, unfortunately, it's there's we've been we've been unlucky. Um, you know, Quincy had one in his hands yesterday. Couldn't quite come through with it. Um, you know, th- throughout the uh, course of the uh, year, I think we're, 
we've had three legitimate opportunities that we're averaging three legitimate opportunities a game to get some interceptions and it's just not going our way. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that coincide with that in terms of complementary football and getting teams to press a little bit. And, um, you know, we had opportunities against Tennessee when we were battling in that game. And, uh, you know, when, when they're forced to throw and it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all encompassing. And, uh, and when we do have opportunities to intercept the ball, like we have had this season, uh, we've got to be able to come down with them and, you know, eventually during the season, it's going to balance out, but uh, hopefully sooner than later. Are you, I know this is the kind of thing, Coach, that you probably say you don't uh, care about, but it's something that people are saying today and uh, something we've heard in the past with this team. People seem to get upset that you're not showing emotion on the sidelines. Certainly heard some from you in the, in the presser today. Um, but how do you respond to that when people say they're not seeing emotion from you on the sideline? Well, it depends on what kind of emotion you're looking for. If, uh, you know, yesterday there wasn't a lot of, great moments to celebrate but um you know it's I've, I've never been somebody to to show anger at a player because when something goes wrong I'm, I'm immediately looking and trying to self-reflect and figure out exactly what we said and I'm challenging coaches to figure out exactly what was said to make the player do exactly what they did and uh and that's where my mind goes first so in in moments of of uh negative moments I'm not looking at the player to try to embarrass him on national television or embarrass a player and make him feel worse than he already does for making a mistake. I'm trying to figure out exactly what was said to the player so we can get it right so he can get playing the way we know he can play. And that's 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 my process. Now, if it's a great play, obviously all the all the uh, boxes were checked and everything aligned and that play happened. And that, that is a very joyful moment for me. But uh but as far as like the uh, the emotion and all that, if if people are looking for a clipboard throwing and all that, that's just not you'll you'll never see that. Take me through your thought process, coach, with not having an established veteran backup to a rookie quarterback. So Zach gets hurt yesterday, and from what we hear, two to four weeks. So it's as good a news as could have been. But the guy who comes in had never thrown an NFL pass in a regular season game. What was the thinking of the organization? not to have a veteran guy there for that kind of situation. You know, there's first off, there's Josh Johnson this year. He's been in the league quite a while, and I, and uh, he's had success in this league. He's 36 years old. So there is a veteran in the room. Uh, as far as Mike White's concerned, he's he's been uh, throughout OTAs and training camp, he has proven time and time again that he's able, he is capable of running an NFL offense. He can play quarterback. He can do the little things. He's got great command of the huddle. He's got great understanding of the offense and going through his progressions. And he proved it yesterday. He stepped in off the bench, and he led, in our mind, one, two, three, four, five drives in the uh, scoring range. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to finish. And so, um, and hopefully with a week's worth of practice, he's able to convert some of those drives into points. But, uh, but again, he, he did a really nice job yesterday, and he proved he proved to us that he's very capable of playing this game and playing quarterback in this league. And uh and now hopefully with a week of practice, he can prove it again. Will you bring in a quarterback um, for, for two to four weeks with Zach out? Will you bring in another quarterback, or will Johnson just move up? Uh, so that's something that, that we're going to talk to. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to get a chance to talk with Joe about, uh, and we'll know more later in the week. Obviously, if this is a IR situation for Zach, we're still hopeful that he can make it back for Buffalo, um, uh, which is two weeks away. But um, But that's going to be later down the line in terms of of how Zach is progressing and, and, and the different things that we can do uh, roster-wise to, to take advantage of the 53. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Part of being a coach is being kind of a pop psychologist. So when you're dealing with this team that's one in five, just lost their starting quarterback possibly for the next four weeks, is there work to do on their mind coach to just not have them lose focus and continue to work hard when it looks like the season's slipping away? So, you know, I, I, I just talked about this one. You know, the professional players, I've not going to would have been in the league a while, and uh, I've been on some of the worst teams. I've been on some of the best teams. It's been been a mixed bag. And uh, and one thing that I, I do know is that these players have tremendous pride in what they put on tape every week. Uh, 31 other teams are seeing their tape, and, and they know what's at stake every time that they put on a uniform and step on the white, step in, in the white lines and, and play football. And so the amount of preparation that these guys go through, the the record, is it disappointing? Absolutely. Are they upset? Are they frustrated? Absolutely. But does that mean that people quit? I promise you, if there's someone who quits, they're so visible and they stick out so badly that they're just not here anymore. Um, and so for the most part, in my experiences, I, I, I've never, ever seen a team quit. Uh, these guys, we have a, a, a team of great character, and they're, you know, they, they showed up today, they're going to put in the work they're going to work their tails off at practice they're going to show up on sunday and put their best foot forward and uh and do everything they can to get better and that's that is every team i've ever been on and so um you know obviously everyone's disappointed with the record but it it doesn't it doesn't mean people are going to cash it in 
I, a couple of quick hits be, before we let you go, Coach. Um, the whole idea was to try to score in the first quarter. You had a couple of weeks to get ready for it, the bye week. Were you kind of surprised that what, what they came up with was two runs up the middle for no gain, and then you know you put Wilson in that situation where third and long he has to pass, and I think it was a minus eight. Well, why was it so such a lack of imagination for that first drive? You know, there's uh, you you feel good about going into a game plan. Your first two plays, your 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 top two runs against their scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it, it, it didn't go the way we wanted it to go, and uh, and we're stuck in the third and eight or whatever it was, and. Uh, and still had a chance to get a conversion there. Just it didn't work out. But um, uh, obviously the second drive just breathe a little bit, puts together a 12-play drive, and and we're kicking a field goal at the end of the first quarter. And and he, I think we missed it right. Uh, very following drive touch on. So I, I do think the offense did a really nice job during the uh, during the break putting together a plan. Did it work out in the first drive? No, but did it work out in that first half? I do think so, especially the start of the second half. You know, we we move the ball. It's just finishing, and um, you know, uh, uh, Mike finished off the drive that Zach started with a touchdown to get us to 17-7, and now we're in field goal range again on fourth and fourth and one, and uh, with a chance to finish with the ball at the half, 24-10 or 24-14, depending on how the game, uh, on how the drive finishes with the ball to start the second half, score, and now it's either 24-17 or 24-21. So it's like it's that close in my mind to being a completely different game when it's fourth and one and I know a lot of people see it differently but but that those are the those are the facts and the offense was moving the ball it's just you know we we've got to take advantage and we've got to make the critical plays when when they matter did it bother you in the fourth quarter with a big lead that Belichick was still throwing no you know it's the NFL like it's not like this Alabama versus William and Mary I mean it's it's the NFL we're professional athletes if you don't want to get scored on you you got to stop them uh is this something I would do probably not but to each his own. And we knew this was going to be, you know, a tough year. You know, I mean, you're trying to build something. Coach, did you think it was going to be this tough? Now, you know, in a, in a perfect world, your uh, game days like this don't happen, right? I mean, it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, those that's those are facts. You want you want to be in it in the fourth quarter. You want those teachable moments in crunch time where you, where you're a play away from winning a football game, or or you make the uh, like Tennessee game. Uh, Carolina game, um, even the Atlanta game, or right there in the fourth quarter, make a play, uh, uh, get a stop, so we can get the ball back and see what happens. Like there's there's teachable moments. So yesterday, obviously, is is not ideal, and it's not something that we expect to happen often. And I have seen Alabama throw against William and Mary up by fifty, so it does happen there too. <laughs> Same tree. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Same tree. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right. That's today's Robert Sala report brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's an easier choice than ever with their exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. Now get great offers across their full line. Shop at your local Nissan store on NissanUSA.com and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code GREEN for a special offer when you sign up. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Did anybody get any of that? Did you did you catch it? I wouldn't have done it, he said, number one. Yeah. And then when I said that Alabama does do that against the teams, he goes, same tree. He's not happy. No, he's That'll not be happy, filed but, away. But I love the fact he didn't complain about it because when you complain about it, it just makes it so much worse. Because then you, what you are saying is we are willing to marry. We, leave us alone. Stop hurting us. Come on. Let's just get out of here. You're a professional football team. You don't want to have it happen, so just go out there and stop it. You don't have to. They didn't have to allow that completion at the goal line. They could have stopped them on that first and goal. 
So I understand being upset about it because you're getting embarrassed. But at the same time, when you complain about it, I think you make it worse. So I think he handled it very well. But he did drop some code to let you know it bothered him. Now, LaFleur is talking right now to the assembled media. And although Robert said it's not a coaching problem, um, he said when, when LaFleur said when things don't happen, it's on the coaches. And then uh, he was, um, I'm, I'm quoting from Brian Costello's tw- Twitter feed. He said the two running plays open the game was to ease Zach Wilson into the game. Also said when we're not executing, that is on coaching. Well, but the whole idea was to get off to a good start. You're easing him into the game with two runs into the right into the line. Right. Well, that I, was not very imaginative for two weeks of planning. But what does that tell you? That tells you that you know our quarterback might be a little shell shocked. Like we've, we've got to ease him into the game. Like we're thinking, all right, you got to get off to a good start. You got to throw the ball downfield. Are, are they admitting that maybe we don't have a quarterback that's ready? in that first drive to chuck the ball downfield, that we need to have two run plays up the middle to ease them into the game. Well, I'm sorry. It's a big boy league now. You're, you're an awful – you're the worst team in football, maybe end up being the worst team in the history of football in the first quarter. Is that an admission that the reason you are is because you've got a quarterback that needs to be eased into the game that sometimes makes simple mistakes early that can cost you? I want to see this kid get better. I don't, I don't want to be spoon-fed going into week seven. This is the second time he's taken on the Patriots. All right, let's take a, a brief timeout, take some phone calls, 1-800-919-3776. And by the way, a New York football team won yesterday. We'll talk about the Giants' sure. victory as well. Oh, the yeah. Giants did. Sure, sure they did. Kay LaGreco, Rosenberg, and you on Yes in 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.